God bless you all for being here this day. I'd like to take your Bible and turn to St. Luke, if you would, please. Chapter 1 and verse 37. I hope you feel good in the Lord today. And it's just a good day of the Lord and a good day for you to feel good in the Lord and to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Going to give you a chance to get there. St. Luke 1 and verse 37. Praise the Lord. How many feel the presence of God today? Come to church. You ought to bring him with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let everybody rejoice in the Lord. Amen. i got to find my place here. Okay. Where are we? Chapter 1 and verse 37. With God, what? Nothing with what? Impossible. And the Bible said, he that believeth, nothing shall what? Going to be impossible. Let's look at the word of God there for a few moments, especially in the Old Testament. God had seven different names, seven different names that he manifested himself in the Old Testament. So let's look at the word God here. It means El Shaddai. El Shaddai. It means the God who is more than enough. He's the God that's more than enough. Another time he manifests himself as God is Jehovah Jireh. And that means the Lord will provide. He'll provide more than enough. So we're going to share with you this morning for a few moments. El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. How many know you can never ask more than what he can give? And he gives freely for everything that he has to us. Isaac asked his father Abraham, said, where is the sacrifice? And God, and Abraham replied, God will provide. How many believe that God will provide? Not only will, that he is providing. I read the other day where you should never say, well, I'll pray. You ought to say, I'm a praying I mean, you know, you ought to go with a spirit of prayer. Amen? Yeah, we should have a spirit of prayer. Poor John Lake, religion he was, he didn't learn about faith and how to operate in faith. If you read his life, my, how the Lord blessed him later on in his life. He called Alexander Dovey one time, was a wonderful man of faith, and said my, uh, John Lake had a lot of death in his family's. He said, my sister's dying. Alexander said, she's not dying because I'm a praying. I'm a praying. John Lake said, yeah, but she's a dying. He said, no, she's not dying. I'm a praying. How many of you, when you pray, you ought to expect something to happen? Can you have an amen? And I know there's a lot of prayers going up, but we need to start learning to expect something. Expect something to happen when you ask God. 
Amen. So they said, the Lord will provide. In Genesis 33, Jacob meets Esau. They hadn't been together in 21 years. Esau hated Jacob. He hated him. He intended to kill him the first time he met him. But how many of you know when you get God involved, something's going to change? I want to encourage you this morning, don't never give up. Don't never give up on people. They may give up on you, but don't you give up on them. I've heard people say, well, I've about used up my all for them, but don't get used up. Always remember, God has a plan for their lives. So these two men met. Y'all all pretty well know the story, so we're not going to go through much of it. When uh, they met after 21 years, and Jacob left home, all he had was a stick. But when he met Esau coming with 400 men, he'd been praying all night. How I many you know when you pray all night, you'll see some changes? Huh? He'd been wrestling with the Lord and his thigh was thrown out of shape. He'd been praying. How I many you know when you're praying, God's working? Here comes Esau with 400 men with blood in his eyes. And when he seen Jacob, and Jacob fell down before him, to the ground, all the way to the ground, and said, my Lord. Why did he call him Lord? Because Esau is the oldest. He's the one's in charge of the family, so he recognized him. So he fell down on the ground and said, my Lord. Oh, glory to God. Can't you want you to visualize Esau getting off that horse or that donkey and run, the Bible said, toward Jacob. And the Bible said they fell on one another's neck, braced one another, and kissed one another. I know you men are not supposed to do that, but they did it in the Bible. In the foreign countries, they're still doing it. It's a respect for the one that you're meeting. And Esau said, what's the meaning of all of this stuff you got out there? If you read the scriptures closely, it said, And God had blessed Jacob exceedingly abundantly. How many know you living under the covenant of Abraham through Jesus Christ? Blessed him how much? Exceedingly abundantly. And Jacob said, My Lord, they're for you. I've been so blessed that I'm going to give it to you. And what did Esau say? I've been more than blessed. Jacob says, I have been more than blessed too. Now, the mind is running right now, been blessed exceedingly. What's your mind running on? Finances, Right? But I'm going to just share something, what I feel in my spirit about that. Here God has changed this man's bitterness. And he said, I got more than enough because we have kissed and made up. Our love has restored. I mean, you can have all the wealth in the world, but if you don't have love of God in your heart and the love of God in your soul for your fellow man, it's a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. I believe they were saying to each other, 
I have more than enough because I've met you and we're in fellowship again. How many know it's important to be in fellowship, especially with your brothers and also with the world? They were blessed abundantly, and God had put them together. I believe God restores relationships. Sometimes it don't look like he will, but he will. El Shaddai what? God is what? More than enough. He not only restored their fellowship, but they left together. And how blessed they were to be together, to have fellowship. I've seen families through the years. It was divided, and it was, it was it's heartbreaking to see that. I was called sometime years ago to preach a man's funeral that I knew up when I grew up and had a large family. And I went and visited them in their home and prayed with them and went to the funeral country church the next day. And I asked, I said, where's the older brother? I called his name. We got in a big argument last night, and some of them not coming. I want you to know there comes a time we need to kiss and make up. There's a come a time we need to forgive and forget. There's a come a time to lay aside all these things and just believe God that they're the best he has is for your life. El Shaddai, the God is what? And with God, El Shaddai, there's nothing what? Impossible. Impossible. Nothing is impossible. Don't look at things as impossible because they're not impossible. Jacob had graciously been blessed. I don't know how you'd think he might feel and how Esau might have felt after being able to make up. What a wonderful thing it is. El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Genesis 41 and, and verse 47 The seven abundant years has passed now. And Jacob, I mean, uh, Joseph, he was put in prison when he was 17. He spent 13 years. So that makes him 30 years of age when he gets out of prison. Seven years of plentiful, and that makes him, what, 37. And then it's sometime over in this 37 years that age, he could be in his 40s by now. But something miraculously happened more to him than you can ever imagine. I mean, you know, God has a plan to put things back together. He's got a wonderful plan. I want you to share something here with you about this. There was going to be seven years of what? First of all, going to be seven years of what? Exceedingly abundantly, the Bible said. Seven exceedingly abundant years. And Pharaoh was going to get 20% of ever, or one-fifth, which would be 20% of every 100 bushels. He'd get 20 bushels for himself, Pharaoh. That's in your Bible. I want you to use your mind right now. Seven abundant years. And the Bible said, ever seed produced abundantly. And Joseph gathered the the harvest, just like gathering sand from the seashore, it was so abundantly. And the Bible said that all the countries around about fell in that area of famine. They lived abundantly for seven years, but they had enough left over for what? Huh? 
for seven more years without a harvest. Oh, I don't know where y'all see what I see in that. God supplies you more than enough. So when you go through the drought, there's still more than enough overflowing because God is El Shaddai and Jehovah Jireh that will provide. Then something else happens. Jacob sends his sons down to get some food. Sent gold and silver. How many know you can't eat gold and silver? Huh? There was a tremendous draft where Jacob was. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. Notice the key there is righteous. You got to be righteous. So he sends his sons down there to get something during, we don't know how many years it was there, but they was in a terrible situation. And Jacob's sons went there, and Joseph filled their bags with what? What The corn, I mean, and whatever. He just, he just loaded them donkeys down, and he did something else. What else did he do? Did what? Put their money in the bag. Wonder why he put that money in the bag. He knew they were going to be coming back. Because that money they couldn't eat. How I many you know it? I don't care how big a bank account you got. If there's not enough food in the food market, then they ain't going to do you no good. Huh? You can't eat them green dollars. You can't eat notes. You can't eat silver and gold. And then when they opened those bags, they could not believe the abundance that was in there. But when they come back again, he revealed himself. And he went into another room and he cried. He revealed himself. He said, I'm Joseph. Clean shaved. Egyptians didn't wear no beards. They had to clean shave him. Had him all dressed up. Had his culture on, robes and rings on his fingers and all that kind of stuff. And he revealed himself to them. Then he said this, it wasn't you that sent me down here. It was God sent me down here. It was God that's preserving your life, that gave you abundance. How many believe it is God that has preserved your life and given you abundance? Peggy and I talk about just a lot of the time how blessed we are that God has brought us this far we're not talking about finances altogether, but a relationship with God is more than anything in this world could be. And they were so blessed. And they brought Jacob home. You know, when they went and told him, said, Joseph is alive, Jacob didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. It's in your Bible. He didn't believe it. He said, I don't believe that. But when he heard the wagons... <laughs> How I many know you need to hear a sound that God is coming your way? Abundance was coming your way. They put him on that wagon and carried him back to Egypt and carried him before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, I'm going to put you in the land of Goshen, the richest, the most plentiful land in all of Egypt. I'm going to bless you with that. And then he tells Joseph, 
what God had told him to tell him, the prophecy over Joseph. I want you to watch this. said, I am going to bless you more than I blessed your father Abraham, which was rich, silver, and gold, and cattle. I'm going to bless you more than I blessed him. I'm going to bless you more than I blessed Esau, and I'm going to put you in the most plentiful land in all of Egypt. I am going to bless you, and you're going to be a fruitful vine that climbs over the wall. That vine is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You ought to shout hallelujah. I tell you, the church ought to really get happen with what Jesus has done for us. Joseph is a type of Jesus Christ. He not only promised you financials, he promised you a spiritual life with God. Then he's the vine that produces you what you need. Now, what's God's name? El Shaddai. Who? More than what? And a God will provide. Oh, he's going to provide. It may not look like it sometimes, but he's going to provide. Because he is providing. They were all made up. I'm going to skip over some of this. Jesus sends out the 70. And they wouldn't, the 12. They come back rejoicing. Demons was cast out. We healed the sick. El Shaddai. God more than enough. A God providing all of their needs, what they went out to do. And they didn't have no like because he supplied all of their needs. I mean, believe it, God supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Everything that he has belonged to us. I'm going to share some stories with you before I leave the platform. Her name was Marilyn Lodolf. She's from North Carolina. She's a school teacher. She had this terrible rash for 16 years that sort of marred her looks. Had tremendous headaches. She'd been to every doctor, dermatologist, she tried diets. She tried every medicine, but 16 years this went on. And she was a Sunday school teacher. Been teaching many years. But one Sunday morning as she was teaching the Sunday school class, something happened. God dropped in her spirit the woman with the issue of blood. When God drops, I don't care how small it is, how feel it says, when God drops something in your spirit, please take notice. I was reading the other day, got up early in the morning and was reading in the Bible. Oh, it was just so wonderful, the presence of the Lord. And, and I remembered something I read back, Sister Linda, and I thought, well, I'm going to go back and look and find that, and I couldn't find it. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you need to pay a more earnest heed when you read because I'm talking to you. Come on, church. That's why we forget what the Word of God speaks to us because we're not paying an earnest heed to what he's saying and hide that Word in our heart. But God dropped something in her, Brother James. He dropped the woman with the issue of blood. She got a hold of it. How many know we got to get a hold of what God has? You got to get a hold of it. Praise God. I'll come to that again in a minute. You got to get a hold of it. Paul said, I got a hold of what got a hold of me. And she said, That's me. That's me. 
and said, I'm going to do something about it. So she began to make plans, and she searched through the Bible and found 35 scriptures in the Bible, and she stopped there on health and healing. She carried them everywhere she went. When she get a chance, she would stop and read it. When you hear the Word of God, the next step is what? A doer of the Word. A doer of the Word. So she began to do what God said do. And she could tell she was getting better. She could feel she was getting better. Everything just felt like she was getting better. Her faith was going. How many of you know the Word of God? And Proverbs 4 said, the Word is health to all of your flesh. Come on, shout hallelujah. He said, the Word of God, chapter 4, Proverbs, I believe, verse 22, the Word of God is health to all your flesh. And she'd read them scriptures over and over. She got where she's feeling better. She got out a pen one day and said, put on the calendar, said, now, Lord, this is the day that I want you to fulfill all that you have promised. I want you to fulfill it on this particular day I have written on this calendar. What do you think about that? Huh? Anybody? No? Hallelujah. Elisha asked his Jehazi, I said, this woman's been so faithful has built me a little house and a table and cook bread for us every year we come by. And I said, I wonder what we could do for her. I want to do something for her. And Jehazi said, well, I've noticed all these years we've been coming by, there's no toys around. And said, they're old. <laughs> said, I don't see no toys around. Hallelujah. What did he mean by that? Come on, Brother James, what did he mean by that? Oh, didn't have no family, didn't have no children. Elisha said, call her. Call her. When she come in there, he said, it's the set time you're going to have a little baby boy. She said, don't mock me. <laughs> Look at my old age. <laughs> have you seen my husband? But he old too. <laughs> said, <"Don't." laughs> but he said, it's the set time. And you find that in your Bible. He said, it's the set time you're going to have a little baby boy. Ooh, I don't know where you feel what I feel. I want you to say to you this morning, it's a set time. God has already planned in your life. You're going to have a harvest that you've been praying for that you never thought would come to pass. But you're going to have to do something. You say, she wrote it down. So now on this day, this set time I put on this calendar, I want this rash gone. <laughs> How many of you know that God has given you boldness? He didn't give you the spirit of intimidation. He gave you a spirit of boldness where you could come to the throne of God in the place of need and say, God, I need that. He's the God of El Shaddai, a God that more than enough, and a God that will provide. Somebody tell me what happened on the day that she had marked on that calendar. Somebody tell me what happened. Come on, tell me what happened. Oh, that rash was gone. Her face, she looked in the mirror, and it looked like a baby's face. You know, I mean, believe it. I said something to Peggy the other day. She'd been having a hard time. She just, just really weak. She can't hardly go. And we were talking. She said, I'm so weak. I'm so ashamed. And I said, well, you need to exercise. Is that what I said? And I got up and walked in another room, and God said, 
I raised a man at, <laughs> at the gate called Beautiful, been laying there 40 years. He didn't exercise, and when I touched him, said he jumped up. <laughs> he run, he leaped, he had a good time, amen? And I thought, Lord, if God can do that, she can do it to her, amen? God is the God of El Shaddai to give you more than enough, and he will provide. If he can say, Lazarus, come out of the tomb, scholar says he'd been dead four days, the flesh has already fallen off the bone when he said, come up, hallelujah. I mean, look, God, everything's possible. Everything's possible. Amen. Praise God. I look around, some of you need a miraculous miracle in your life. You need a mighty miracle in your life. Look what God did for her. Job said this, thou shalt decree a thing, and it what? It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Is that what Elisha decreed? Is that what that woman decreed? And then it says in, that's in Job 28 and 20, Titus 3 and 8, said affirm, that word means to declare as it is true. Declare as it is already true or is already heaven. And then he says in that same verse, do it consistently. Do it consistently. Every morning you get up and what? And do it consistently. I'm going to close on this. Brother Don, get ready to come because he's going to take charge right now. I just want to share this with you, but I got one more story to share with you. The other morning, I I don't live by no clock. I I get sleepy. I go to bed, you know. And I, I just go to bed. I might wake up four or five hours later and stay up the rest of the night. I don't care. You know how I many you know God's in control of our lives? When we learn, and like, let, let me back up about this woman a little bit, uh, Marilyn. She said, never in my Christian life had I had ever approached God the way the woman the issue of blood did. She approached him as an individual one-on-one -on -one, and said, when I started doing that, I began to feel a change in my life. I turned on, I've been reading and praying, I turned on this Christian program, and uh, this large African-American man was preaching. Had his big black robe on, chain around his neck, and jewelry on, you know. That's their culture. Don't never criticize people's culture and where they come from. It may not match our culture, but we're different. He said after one service, he got through preaching. He, they was ushering him out and said his robe got hung. said he jerked on it and it wouldn't move. He thought, well, I better turn around and get it unhooked. I don't want to tear it. He turned around and there was this woman had a grip on that robe. Esther, let this back a little bit. Not Esther, but Ruth. She was gleaming in Boaz's field. And the Bible said he was a wealthy man. Boaz is a type of Jesus Christ. He's wealthy. And Boaz said, who is that woman? And they told him. So he went over and talked to her. She said, how is it that you talk to me, being a foreigner? How many know that you're a foreigner? You're a wild olive branch that's been grafted in. That's why you ought to shout hallelujah. 
You ought to shout hallelujah. Church, I'm serious about that. We ought to get happy about this. We're the wild olive branch being grafted in. We are the foreigner that he reached down and picked us up. He turned around into the service and said, let handfuls, that word handfuls, grasp handfuls fall on the ground in her path that she will be blessed. I mean, you know, God has been pouring handfuls of blessings on us in our path and all we got to do is get in action and reach down and start picking it up because Jesus Christ of Nazareth has come down from heaven and blessed our lives. You're blessed more than we can ever imagine. You're blessed. And all of all know that story how it blessed Naomi. She thought her life was over with, but I tell you, God had a plan for her life. You may think it's over with, but it's not over with yet. Amen. Praise God. He looked at this lady and said, what do you want? She said, my brother is home dying with cancer, and the doctor says it doesn't be done for him. I want you to say something. He said, what you want me to say? She says, I don't care what you say. Just say something. He said, your brother's going to live and not die. She turned me loose and left. Two years later, I was back in that same place preaching to the same people and said she was just dancing all over the place. He didn't know who she was, waving a white flag. He said, we people in Africa love to dance before the Lord and worship and praise and wave our white flags. Said she come up to me and said, do you know who I am? He said, no, ma'am, I don't know who you are. Said, I'm the woman that come to you about my brother. I went home and told him. He went to the doctor and come home. We said, what did the doctor say? He wouldn't talk. He went six times and come home and wouldn't talk. Six times he come home. They said, well, what did he say? He said, they said all six times I have no cancer in my body. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Listen, one word from God through a prophet, through somebody can turn your life completely around because he's the God of El Shaddai that give you more than enough. He'll give you more than enough right now. He'll give you what you need right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for our church service. I want you to pray for the Sunday school classes. I tell you, the Lord ought to show up in there just as he showed up on Acts 2. Amen. Every service ought to have Acts 2, a rushing mighty wind showing up, and Acts 4, shaking the building, the power of God, because he's still the same yesterday and today and forevermore. So every time you expect something great to happen, have faith, write it on the calendar. Say, now, Lord, I want you to do it with this particular date. I'm believing you. What do you think the woman did when Elijah, Elisha told her you're going to have a child at the set time? What do you think she did? Somebody tell me. I believe she went to set up a nursery. <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> I believe she believed what the prophet had said. And she got it all ready. Oh, goodness. God bless you being here today. Brother Don's coming to take charge of the service.